0: Did you know you could help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash paddle the letter N in fin. You could also do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash paddle the letter N in fin. This segment is brought to you by JigMaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Use promo code PNF twenty and save twenty percent off your jig order.
1: Welcome to the Pat on Femme podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as anglers by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the and Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Milford, and today we have an FLW Pro. We got Austin Wilson here with us. Welcome to the podcast. Well,
2: thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it being on
1: the channel. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, Austin's going to talk about uh, talk about using some swim baits today. I know we've touched on that a little bit in the past with uh, Josh Eldridge and my, my buddy, um brian andrews but uh we're gonna go a little more in depth with it today hopefully so and it's from a pro you know somebody that's you know in the pro tour and all that so it's pretty cool so uh yeah man i'm gonna let you jump in and you know take it away uh i I, where you want to start you want to start with what swim baits you like to use or or what
2: we just go right into into the fall and then you know kind of move from there but you know, obviously, fishing—you know—fishing as a professional, I kind of—I don't really—I don't really feel like I'm a pro. You know, even though I fish the FLW Tour and stuff like that, you know, it kind of feels I'm just a regular fisherman. You know, I do not feel like I'm any anyone special or anything like that. I—I'm um, I, I I live out in the west, so we throw a lot of big baits. So I do have a little bit of experience on um, some big baits and catching some big fish on them. Um, so yeah, we're gonna hop right into into the fall fishing. Um, in the fall here in, in, on the West Coast, they don't really start planting trout until about the end of November when the water starts getting cool and those, those trout can survive. Even though we have some deep reservoirs uh, like Shasta and Orville and Lake Berryessa, um, I think Shasta is like, I think some areas it can get like 600, 700 feet deep. Um, so the fish can go deep to, to survive through the through the summer. Um, but yeah, going into the fall, I don't really like throwing the giant, giant baits um, until they start throwing, until they start planting trout, so those so those fish don't get used to it, because um, most of those fish they go deep, you know the 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 bait, the trout, and the other big big uh, big baits they they eat or big I, don't know, I guess bait fish. Um, but November last year, the year before, I did do pretty well on a nine-inch uh, baitsmith magnum. Which I don't know if you guys are too familiar with that. It's kind of like a Huddleston. Um It kind of got, got discontinued, but um, they just don't make them in. They're Really hard to get hold and pretty expensive. <laughs> I think they're like, I think they're going for like an eBay. They're going for like a hundred uh, bucks a piece, or even more. Um, but anyway, going into the fall, I kind of like throwing like glide baits. I'm really, really like glide baits and visual you know throwing that i usually throw just see uh the 168 um i will upgrade to a 200 depends on the if the fish are following it a lot and just give them a little bit different look you know sometimes they'll commit to um but always switching them i only throw a couple colors um i throw <laughs> the banana it's, it's called light trout it's bright yellow the thing is hideous uh but they eat it they, <laughs> they love it and uh i was down on havasu um two years ago three years ago uh, for the TVF uh semi-finals that's how i kind of got to um fish the uh flw tour how i qualified for it um it was down there at lake havasu i don't know if you guys have ever, ever been there but it's super clear crystal crystal clear and you can see fish way out and i'm throwing that bright yellow ugly looking glide bait and man <laughs> you can see him following out, out in the distance and there's the base just going side to side i'm not too sure if anyone's really familiar with throwing. Throwing the uh, the glide baits or whatnot, fish just going side to side, and then every once in a while, your fish will come up and follow it, and you can kind of pop your rod tip and make that bait do a little, little directional change. And a lot of times they won't come, and uh, you kind of just lean into them. Sometimes they get the hook, sometimes they don't. Um, usually, when they smoke it, is when they're like way out there, and is when when you get them to uh, commit, or they really rip the rod out of your hand.
1: Um, hey Austin, you're uh, breaking up a little bit on my end. I, 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 it looks like you're moving around a lot. I don't know if that's causing it or or not. All can you right, hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Fine. So,
2: sorry, man. Oh, you're good. You're good. What what did you uh, what did break up? Uh, what happened there? What did you
1: miss? Uh, I, I I think it was good enough to where piece piece it together okay uh what you were saying everything uh one question i did have is uh the swim baits that you're throwing is, is i'm not familiar with those that you named is that like a soft plastic swim bait or is that a hard hard the, bait uh
2: the baitsmith magnum it's, it's a soft soft swim bait and then the river S waiver it's a hard bait it's a jointed bait with two okay. troublers on the bottom yeah just one joint in the middle of the bait um actually I'll hold one up right here for you those are sticky but yeah so that's that's it i mean like i said it's, it's ugly it's bright yellow ugly bait it has that one joint and this bait just goes side to side um it only stays a couple feet underneath the surface and uh usually it's all vision you know all, all sight fishing for me i can watch that bait way out there especially out here in california we have a lot of clear water and you can see that bait way off in the distance and i'm always watching that bait waiting looking for a shadow behind it um and then trying to trying to get that fish to eat way out there because usually the fish can see when it gets closer those fish get pretty smart a lot of guys don't swim baits out here so it's kind of hard to get those fish to commit a lot of times there's a lot of followers and it's frustrating because throughout throughout the day you're getting all these followers and nothing is going to commit nothing's committing it's either you have the wrong size bait um or they're just not they're just very curious they're just they're just checking it out
1: so cool so uh, between the different swim baits, do you have different setups that you throw those on, or you throw them on the same type of setup? Or
2: you know, so I'm I'm with Dobbins, Dobbins rods, and you know I, I've I messed around with a bunch of different brands, and um, you know Dobbins makes some great swim bait rods. Um, I like a seven seven foot uh, nine inches a seven ninety four is what that what that rod is, and what well, I throw with my hard base, so it's, it's a big rod.
1: Market.
2: Yeah, swim bait rod. So seven ninety four. <laughs> Um it's it has a softer rod, but it has a lot of backbone. It has a longer handle, you can make long casts. Um and then it's it's you know, seven, it's nine seven nine, so seven foot nine inches. So it's a little bit longer. So when the fish eats it way out there, you can kind of lean into that fish. You have a lot more sweep, a lot more rod to uh stick those fish when they're way out there. Um and then I like for my bigger glide baits, uh, like a seven seven ninety five. So I have another one. I don't really throw this one. I feel like my my S waivers are a little bit cheaper. I think that, that 200 size, it's like 40 bucks, which is still kind of up there. Um, but the the smaller one, the 168, it's like 18 bucks. And I've caught a lot of fish on that bait for being, I mean, pretty cheap compare, compared to the glide bait world. Uh, They're swim baits because, like this next one here, it's called a Gancraft. This is retails at 120. And, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, 120. has this... And I've caught fish. You know, you can see the hook rash on. It. I mean, there's you can't really tell, but there's teeth marks all over this thing. But I seem to do better on the S waivers. Um, like I said, they're they're pretty they're pretty inexpensive compared to if you think about the whole swim bait game or swim bait world. So, um, and I will always change out my hooks. I like gommies. Um I wish I can say the exact hook size. Um, I haven't bought hooks in a while for them. I've always just I bought a bunch and then I just had them. Um, really wish I one one ought, no two aught I really I can't get I can't I'm not gonna say a name and say a number on that size of hook without really knowing. So I'm gonna hold off on that. But so your rods, uh, I throw a 795 uh, on the bigger live baits and a 794. Uh, Which is just a different power, just a one step, 795 is one step up. Um, It's medium, I think the medium, Uh, and it's, I think they're actually both. And then with my other raw, like bigger baits, like my Batesmith Magnum, um, my Huddlestons, um, my Ospreys, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with the line through Ospreys. Um, And actually, (laughs) believe it or not, I throw two HUDs at the same time. Um, which a lot of guys don't do, uh, but it's pretty much like a um, a fluke, or a double fluke rig. I don't know if you guys rigged a double. I've never ever rigged a double fluke rig before, which you kind of have the the swivel and then another swivel line on the line, and it kind of slides. You know what I'm talking about? So the, the the bait, if you hook another one, it can it can they're not pulling th- against each other.
1: I think I've seen that before. I've never done it myself.
2: So I I put two helsons, which are their eight inch baits a piece, on the same. On the same rod, and I'm throwing it out there just to get a different look. And everyone's throwing a single big swim bait, and i I have this. It's actually a is it? eight eight sixty seven, so eight foot six seven power. So it's a big rod. I can throw big baits, multiple baits on that rod, um, and it's not going to wear me out. It has a long handle on it. I can make long casts, and then if fish eats away out there, I have long ways to, you know, I can cover a lot of water when I swing that, that rod.
1: Cool. So, uh, what, are you, what are you really like looking forward when you're going to throw this? Like, like, uh, what are you, what are you looking forward as far as the water, like depth and, you know, if there's structure or what, or are you fishing that more suspended or, you know,
2: um, I, I got just like to fish to be honest. Uh, there's fish everywhere. You know, I'm trying to think when the A-Rig came out. Was it 09, 10, 08, somewhere around there? I learned from throwing that A-Rig, um, man, there is fish everywhere. Like, you can just go down any bank and just crap. them. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So, what I would do is just put the troll motor out and just fish. And then if you come up to a point, you know, the fish sit off the point, you fire it up off the I always like to bring my bait uphill. So, I'll put my bait on the bank. I'll throw it out as far as I can, and I'll bring that bait uphill. Um, a lot of guys creep this bait on the bottom. Um, I, I don't. I don't really creep the, the bait on the bottom. I don't. I don't really think trout or anything. They're they're swimming. They're they're in the middle of the water column and they're swimming. Sometimes they're up on the surface, but they're never dry on the bottom. You know, dragging the bottom. Even though some guys do that, and I have caught them that way. But I just it doesn't matter how cold that water is. I'm firing it out there, and I'm just slowly winding it back. Kind of like a spinner bait. Just you know, hucking and just reeling, throwing it out and just reeling. Um, you know, if there is a tree or a lay down or a bush, you know, I'm firing next to the bush and way past the bush and I'll bring it next to it. Um, that I know we go back. There's a tournament I did really well on in November. Um, and I was fishing a bridge pillar and there are multiple bridge pillars. And the, I mean, the bridge pillars in 200 foot deep, the water, you know, and I'm fishing about 20 foot down and these big, big spotted bass I mean, and these large were on these pillars. And I remember i come up to this pill, this pillar, my first pillar in the morning, I didn't want to catch one first cast, you know, cause you know how we are. We don't like to catch one first cast; is bad luck, you know. And so I cast off the side, and I line up, and I make that bomb cast, and I'm reeling next to the pillar, and it gets right where the pillar was, and I, I burn it like three or four like uh, reel turns of the handle, really fast, and I stop it, and all of a sudden just gets crushed. Thong! <laughs> I <start> look <laughs> and miss it. I'm like, gosh dang it! Reel up my slack, and thong! It smokes again. I said, look, miss it again. I'm like, gosh dang it! Reel my slack reel and thong, it eats a third time i crack it and it's like a four pound spot I'm Like okay on a nine inch bait that basement magnum and i actually have it right here in my pocket but that bait right there i mean that's a, the basement magnum really good detail You got the gills the fins just a beautiful beautiful bait there um that's a i mean they're hard to find i mean if you find one for a 100 bucks like that's that's probably a pretty good deal to be honest but um Yeah, it's it's, it's it's outrageous. (laughs) That's That's insane. That's the swim bait world. You know, the big baits are, you know, very expensive. Uh, But anyway, I throw it out there, and I catch that four-pound spot, and I'm, like, messing around with it, putting it in the live well. And then my kill angler throws throws out a tube (laughs) and catches a seven-pound black, which is called just largemouth. And you catch a seven-pound black. I go to the next pillar, fire it out there, and no one eats, and I double on it, it's a big one. Uh, it's like a six or seven pound and uh get into the boat get to the other side throw it out there one smokes it again and i set the hook and it doubles over again i'm like oh this is a this is another big one and it comes off and i'm like oh dang so this is all happening in the morning on the big swim bait but uh all in that basement magnum so i mean that was only 20 feet down on a bridge pillar. so there's just structure i mean those fish were suspended over 200 foot of water but they were in you know 20 foot um but I'll, I'll, like i said i like the fish pretty shallow you know just going down the bank, and I'll fish points, or I'll get in a gut or a creek, you know, a creek channel, I'll throw that, that swim bait down the middle of that creek channel and slow wind it back and, and, and crush it. you just covering water. You know, a lot of guys run down point to point to point, and I don't know if I like that. I just like going down the bank and fishing. If I come up to a point, I'll fish a point. But there's a lot of things that you don't see that are on the bank. There could be a rock pile. or um, To me, usually, I, I kind of feel like John Cox. I don't know if you guys know much about John Cox, but he doesn't really fish with a transducer. He doesn't fish with a graph. And I kind of don't either. You know, I don't really like to fish. Like that graph gives off—it's pretty loud underneath the water. And I feel like the big fish—they can hear that—and they really kind of shut off. They don't—they don't, they don't want to bite because they know that sound. After you know, those big ones are smart. They don't—they—they <laughs> don't, they know when not I mean, to eat. I
1: mean, they've been around. A,
2: yeah, a while. <laughs> they're very smart. Very smart. So I—I I like to turn that my graphs off. Uh, maybe I'll check the water temp in the morning, you know, and then turn it off. And I already have a game plan on where I'm going to go. And where i'm gonna fish you know and kind of i mean there's there's fish shallow year round here on the west coast um and so and so the trout like in the winter time the trout get shallow and so those big bass you know so and then obviously in the summertime those 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 fish go deep and i feel like those monsters monsters they go they follow the trout wherever those trout are i feel like those monster trout are, are as well uh, there could be the monster, you know, the trout could be in 40, 50 foot of water. I I honestly believe those bigger fish are out there just eating trout. So, but, yeah. Well, Any other questions? Well, oh.
1: I was, was going to go back on uh, what you were saying about, you know, bad luck catching one on the first cast. Yeah. You know, I, I have such a hard, hard time. You know, I've gotten a lot better this year, but generally – I have such a hard time even catching fish that I will take any fish I can get, first cast, last cast, yeah, you know, any, anywhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and, and that's kind of what I learned, you know, fishing this year on tour is kind of the West Coast. California has some phenomenal fishing, you know. Honestly, I thought I was going to go back back east, and do really well, and I struggled quite a bit. You know, I, I did all right, I requalified for the tour, um, but. I didn't qualify for, for the cup. I'm a little disappointed. But, uh, you know, New York, phenomenal fish. Phenomenal. I really like New York. But I was down in Texas. and, uh, and Florida was really good, too. I really like Florida. Uh, but when I was down in Texas and, and Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, when we were down in Oklahoma, it was just the, the really cold, and those fish didn't really want to eat. But just the fish is different. You know, it's, it's really not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, it, it's just crazy how many fish we have out here and how much how much, you know, how much more willing they are to eat. Um, it's, I really, like I said, I really thought the fishing was going to be really good back there, and it was it was tough.
1: I've heard California is crazy. Uh, actually, we, I had Obity Williams on here not too long ago. Yeah. You ever run out to him? Uh, you yeah. ever run I'm, into him I'm, out there? I know,
2: he, he's, a, he's a he's a funny dude. I really like Obedee. I don't know him personally, but I, I know who he is. He fishes the Delta a lot, which I'm yeah. like 45 minutes from the Delta. Delta is my favorite place to fish. Um, and punching and and, and frogging, but yeah, Obie's a good a good dude.
1: Yeah, I had him on here, and uh yeah, he's he's really funny and cool guy to talk to. But he, we were talking about Shasta, and he said if you just want to go out and catch fish and not too worried about size, you can go out to Shasta and catch like a hundred fish in a day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and he he was talking about Delta, how like how big the fish are, and I I've seen the pictures and videos of him out there. You know, so I, I, it definitely looks like there's some good fishing out there in California.
2: Yeah, oh, it really is. Shasta, I mean, it's, it's fun. You can go out there with a Cinco or a weighted Cinco or a dart head or a shaky head and, and, or even an a rig and just absolutely just crush them, you know? Uh, there was a tournament, I think it was, it might have been this year, this spring. A guy caught a 13-pound largemouth and a uh, an eight or a six-pound spot on this, on that Batesmith Magnum, that same bait that I just showed you. Um, and he had blowing that tournament out of the water but i mean there's some big ones that live up there and and there's a lot of fish up there I and mean, he just he can go anywhere and just throw a, you know a worm out there and just catch him it it's it's a fun fishery and the delta is is great too and any flip or any cast could be that 10 pounder on the delta so I, I love fishing the delta you you know punching mats and <laughs> going through the mat and all of a sudden Boom! <laughs> that braid just screaming, <laughs> going through that mat, and you're cutting through hyacinth and grass. And, oh, it gets me so excited just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> Man, I, my my personal best was a 5.69 pound largemouth. So I can only imagine what a 10 pounder would feel uh, like.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It was, uh. I fished the FLW Costa uh, uh, was it, September 28th on the Delta. I got I got third. But before that, going into the tournament, I had, in practice, in practice about a month prior, just fishing every two weeks. So the two, every two weeks, is the, the tide is about the same. And so, I had about, I had 29, almost 30 pounds. I had 29.02 for my best five. My big one was a nine-pounder punching grass. And uh, I flipped through that this little piece of grass and just, that little dick, and I set the hook, and that fish just runs underneath the boat. And, it came up, and I thought it was all at 12 pounds. I, just a big old head on it, and I get it up. And I'm like, man, that fish is kind of skinny, and I weighed it, and it was, what was it, 9.52 or something like that? It was just, I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I thought it was going to be a 10-pounder.
1: <laughs> You're wow. disappointed yeah, in I a 9.5-pound fish. I, mean, I, thought, I, I I would I would need a new pair of underwear after catching <laughs> a 9.5-pound fish. <laughs> I know. I, this is California.
2: I mean, I, I can't tell you. I've caught a handful of uh Nine pounders, you know, he's like, gosh, you just want that ten pounder, you know, you're, you're fishing i fish. Yeah, I probably got a dozen nine pounders out of the delta, you know, and gosh. so it's like I need I need a, I need that one just over ten to really do it. And I've seen um, I've seen some monsters I I remember seeing one one day in a marina in the fall, and the water on in the delta gets really crystal clear. That grass is really grown in it, really thin. I was in this marina like fifteen feet, just see all these monsters swimming around. I saw this one that was probably all on this freaking head, and I, saw, I thought, "Oh my gosh, you are a toad!" It, it was just like wobbling, like you couldn't swim straight. You just kind of like <laughs> it was, it was massive. It was a big fish. But
1: what, what's your personal best?
2: Eleven uh, four, my personal best. Ooh. and uh it actually came it came split shotting uh eight pound test on a brush hog at clear Lake. yeah I, I, throw Man. All these big baits. I throw all these big baits and whatnot and i can't 11 is my own personal best i have a bunch of buddies like i have a buddy that caught a 14 this year on a swim bay and it's like, yeah i thought i feel like my time's coming i'm gonna get a teener here soon
1: <laughs> yeah. well best of luck to you on that yeah. you know i I just want to catch another one you know close to my personal best like you know five pounds or uh,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you' you're out here like trying to double my personal best this is crazy <laughs> to me <laughs>
2: yeah you know the thing is here you know on the west coast we have a long growing period our, our our winters aren't that cold you know we have these the trout that are just protein bars swimming around and these these you know and they, and they eat all these trout and they just get big. And then, like I said, our our winters are real short or shorter. And, uh, I mean, we have some days in uh, in December that are like 70, 75, you know, January. You know, it's like, man, these days are nice. And, you know, those days are the, you know, those are why those fish get so big is because we don't have – our lakes don't freeze over. I mean, it gets kind of cold here. It gets in the 30s, you know. I mean, I shouldn't say too cold because the guys up north. But uh, (laughs) it's just uh, – I shouldn't say none of our lakes freeze over. I mean, in the Sierras—they all of our lakes freeze over. But down here in the valley where I'm at, nothing, nothing freezes over. Yeah, so we get snow every once every ten years. You know, it doesn't it doesn't snow here very often at all. So, mention like our, I, I'm pretty sure you heard of Bowlers Bar, you know, with the kokanee and the, all the giant spotted bass. You know, where Cody Meyer and all those guys catching those just world record spotted bass. You know, that place is special. Even though there's been a lot of pressure up there, and it's really hit or miss. You can't just go up there and catch them all the time. You know. It, I've been up there a bunch. It's only like a two-hour drive from where I'm at. And uh, it's not that easy to catch catch big ones. You can catch fish all day, but they're a lot of like 12 inches, you know, because those fish, as soon as they get big enough to eat kokanee, they just explode. They get massive. And uh, I fished a tournament up there. Actually, my first first boat that I won, it was a three-day tournament. And the last day, the top 10 fished up there on Muller's Bar. I caught two fish for 16 pounds, and I ended up winning. It was <laughs> Six, they're both eight-pounders, yeah, two eight-pound spotted bass.
1: Mm. Two eight-pound spotted bass? Yeah, spotted bass. That, that is crazy because I, I was actually looking through a little booklet here in Tennessee, uh, TWRA, like you can get these little booklets through them, and that shows like all the state records for like every type of fish and everything, yeah. and I believe it said here in Tennessee the sp- spotted bass records like six pounds, so many wow. ounces,
2: that's a good so, one. That's a good one.
1: But you 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 beat that twice in one tournament.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they both they both came on a shaky head too. They both are throwing up there cuz it's weird. It's, it's weird up there because they don't eat swim baits. They eat all these kokanee and whatnot, but all these big fish could all, get caught off sinkos and shaky heads. It's just it's kind of it's crazy. I've had some big followers on swim baits, but I've never caught one up there on a swim bait. and I've thrown them a lot up there. So, and I'm sure people do, but I haven't yet to catch catch them on a swim bait up there. So all these big fish, like I said, come off a shaky head or a Cinco.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to start throwing more shaky heads and sinkos. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the big fish, hey, on the Delta, I can't. There's more 30-pound bags caught on a Cinco on the Delta than any other bait. i tell you that much. You know, it's, uh, Even though it's painful to throw, it catches big ones.
1: How, how, how are you throwing a Cinco most of the time? you like Texas rigging it? Are you wacky rigging it? or It,
2: it, it depends. Um, if I'm on, on the Delta, there's so much vegetation. There's Tule's or, or Reed's or whatever you want to call them. And there's Hydrilla and uh, Hyacinth and, and Pennywort and a bunch of other different grasses. I always like throwing a Texas rig on the Delta. Um, so I like. I mean, there's a lot of guys that throw 20, 25. I throw 17. Um, it's kind of the heaviest I go. Um, I, I like 17. I feel like it's not too too weak. I feel like it's really strong as well, um, and then I like when I'm in the lakes. I like Texas or I like uh, wacky rigging it, and um, uh, I put a it's called a Dick rig. You put a weight in the bottom of it. And it's almost like a or a Nico rig, or everyone Out here we call it Dick rig, but Nico rig is probably the, the, the more that more people know about. Um, wacky rigging, and then in the springtime, I'll just I'll just wacky rigging and I'll throw around around trees. Cause a lot of times those fish will suspend in the trees kind of like the, the sun themselves or kind of get next to the, a little bit, something a little bit warmer. Cause they're sticking out of the water. They gather the heat on the trees kind of like transfers down into the water and those fish hold onto those trees. So those, you throw a sinker next to those trees, wacky rig, slow fall, and uh, usually catch them that way. So it, it depends where, where I'm at really.
1: All right. All right. I, I dropped the ball on this. So, I, I need to rewind for a minute. Yeah, go for it. I, you know, we, we talked about the rods that you they use yeah. to throw the swim base stuff. I don't think we touched Talk on your – your yeah, the reel and the ratio mm-hmm. and all that.
2: So, I throw – I don't even know if they make it anymore. Um, I'm sure you can still find them on eBay and stuff. I throw a, a Corrado uh, – I'm a left-handed, so I throw a 301. There's a 301 Corrado. Uh, yeah, Corrado. It's, uh, it's like a green with like a gold flake. I really like that reel. Um, holds a lot of line, holds a lot of heavy. I throw my most of my line for most of my big baits on 20 and 25 pound test. I don't go over 25. I know some guys that throw their stuff on 30. Um, I just feel like the fish can see that, you know, especially the big ones. Um, it,
1: is that floro?
2: Yeah, floro. I throw all my all my baits on floro.
1: Okay,
2: so um, I like 301. Um, I do have uh, Daiwa Tatula. What is it? It's a bigger, it's a bigger reel. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the reels that I, I I throw most of my big bait baits on is that Corado 301. I really like it. It's really smooth. It holds a lot of you know big heavy line. You know, I can throw twenty, put a lot of line on 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 the reel. But I do know some people that throw their swim baits on, on uh, the Cardiff's Shimano Cardiff, and it's kind of a it's a bigger reel that holds a lot of that big line. And um, Calcutta, Calcutta is a little out of my price range, you know, and. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, tr- the tranks the shimano i'm not sponsored by shimano at all. i just really think they make some great product um and then uh sh- the shimano uh, i think it's called the tranks a big oversized size handle a lot of guys throw for those it's, i think it has i think you can throw it in salt water too it's made well, for salt water
1: well, what gear ratio are you looking for for a um, uh, for a so swim like bait six, like that
2: six four to one seven seven to one um honestly i like something a little bit quicker you know just because you hit that fish that bait's so heavy so that you hit and that fish eats it you got to set the hook and you just got to crank them in you got to there's no fighting these fish you got to bring them to the, the boat fast you can because that bait's so heavy that they will throw this bait so you need to bring them to the boat as fast you can and, and you know flip you know get them in the boat flip them in the boat or net them whatever way you want to do it but uh you, you need you need something with you know with power and fast to get them in you know even though we I don't know, i like to fight fish but with big baits you can't let them have the advantage because they will throw your bait for sure
1: and and on top of that like you want to get that bait back to you because if you're spending like a 100 bucks on a bait you yeah. definitely don't want it to snap off or yeah or yeah get and, wrapped around something
2: <laughs> right right and the thing is like the most of the time you have to mentally prepare to lose that bait even though you it's expensive you have to think like that bait's already gone. You can't you can't think of like oh man, you can't hold back because you won't get bit. You have to throw that place you have to throw that bait in the gnarliest places to get bit. You have to throw it around the trees or throw it around a boat dock with cables and, and stuff like that. You have to you have to I don't know, to me I have to risk it a little bit to throw those baits. And because a lot other people aren't doing that because they're afraid to throw them. They're afraid to throw those baits in those areas because they're afraid to lose them. You, you have to mentally think like, all right, I'm, I'm going to lose this bait. I just got to throw it in there and, uh, <laughs> hopefully you don't lose it. And if you do get hung up, you go in there and you try to get it out and you ruin your cast, ruin that area for the, for that time for an hour or two hours. And then you always want to lure a retriever and try to knock that bait off. If you do get it hung up down deep.
1: Is it that's, you know, uh... Us here on paddle and fin, you know, we're all kayak anglers. Mm -hmm. That's one of the benefits to kayaking. Is I don't know if I've really lost any any lures while I'm out kayaking because you know you can go right up to it it and get it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's definitely something like one of the many reasons why I like kayaking instead of being in a boat now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, this was your first year in FLW, right?
2: Right, right. First, first season. Um, so, how I qualified for the tour. Um, so, out here in California, we have the TBF, uh, or California Bass Federation. And there's seven regions here in California. And I fish region one, which is strictly the delta. There's other regions that fish multiple lakes, um, which the region one doesn't. They just fish the, the delta. That's it. And they take the top so many guys or whatnot, to uh, the Fish the State Championship. So they combined all seven regions to the state state championship. And, and from the state championship, they take the top 12 uh, from that tournament. So there's, I don't know, I think there was like 70 boats, which, you know, really ain't that much. They take 70 boats, and they combine them into one tournament. And like I said, they take the top 12 to the semifinals, um, which we went down to Havasu and they combined Arizona and California together and they take the number one guy from each state. So it doesn't matter how well you do. Um, if, it, if I shouldn't say that. So if you come in second, but the guy who won is from Arizona, you still qualify because you're the top uh, guy from California. And I'm not too sure how it is on, either, on uh, other states. But so I ended up winning down there. I won the whole thing down there on Havasu, which I've only been there. That was my only time I've ever been there. Um, and so I went down to Havasu, won that thing, qualified. They only take one boater and one uh, co-angler to the national championship, which was in, at Bull Shoals in Arkansas. Um, and they, like I said, they take, take 50 guys, um, one guy from each state, and and
1: um once, uh, i'm sorry i'm not laughing at you oh. i'm laughing at a message that just came across my phone i'm sorry. <laughs> i think something going on i, I, yeah, I was now. trying to hold it in uh, it, it's the panel and fan crew there we got a group chat and uh <laughs> and somebody said something I, there's a thing with Brian Schiller, I don't know how much you've listened to it, but Brian Schiller, are like pretty much the main guy over the podcast, you know, uh, me and him did an episode together, and I introduced him as Brian the Toes Schiller, because there's a whole, a, a whole joke where he got called toes, and uh, some somebody just said something to him about being toes, and he, he just uh, made a comment saying that I was going to get his size 12, uh, yeah, <laughs> so... That's but, funny. uh, yeah, so I started cracking up with that. I, I didn't mean to – oh, I didn't want good. you to think I was laughing at you. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I
2: figured something came across your phone. You were laughing at it. No, no
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: um, But, anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, so uh, I was the number one guy that qualified from California with one guy from Arizona plus uh, two a, two co-anchors from each state. And I don't know what – and there's a couple states that take uh, two guys. 'Cause obviously there's no one coming from Hawaii and no one coming from Alaska. And then there's a, a guy from Canada. Uh and we all we all tra- you know, traveled to go to Arkansas to fish the national championship. Um and then I ended up winning the whole thing and that's what got me the spot into the tour. Um got I fished the All American uh last year when Nick LeBrun won it. And then I qualified for the Forcewood Cup. The last I technically the last would Cup. Um Cause the year after, I guess this year was actually called FLW cup, you know, it wasn't called the Forestwood cup anymore. So it was kind of cool. It's kind of cool to think like I fished the last technically the last Forestwood cup. But, uh, and then, like I said, I qualified for the, for the the tour and I fished the tour all all year, which I got to run uh, a wrapped living the dream boat, had a truck and then some expenses, um, which I only got $500 per tournament, which really ain't shit to be honest, excuse my language. But, uh, yeah, it really ain't much. So, uh, yeah. It's
1: awesome. I, re- I really it's, like. It. Yeah, that, that ain't a whole lot. Whenever you're, uh, you're like, spending hundred dollars on one swim bait. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I, they, and the thing is like, fishing back there, I try to throw my big baits. I caught actually caught a lot of fish on glide baits, um, but my bigger soft swim baits, like my my Bassmith Magnum and my Helsons, I just it just never felt right when I was throwing them back there. I don't know if it was not the right timing or what i just i just didn't it didn't feel right when i was throwing it but the glide baits the glide baits work i caught i caught uh some decent-sized fish on the, uh, the gl- uh glide baits at chickamauga at lake seminole um at cherokee um i caught some even some fish up on champlain on glide baits so they work glide baits work everywhere so far everywhere i've been i tried to throw action saver i tried to throw them when i was down there in florida just didn't i didn't catch any but i feel like it could i feel like it could work
1: you know i, I think it's gonna probably gonna be a while before i try any of these big swim baits right. because you know i'm i'm a big budget fisherman yeah
0: for sure yeah. Same, same here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i don't make a whole lot of money i make 18 bucks an hour i am not I'm, I'm not actually at work right now i clock in here shortly but i work nights like i'm i don't, i do not make a whole lot of money and and spend california is so expensive like everything our fuel is four dollars a gallon out here right now Mm. it's ridiculous ridiculous that's that's for uh um, that's for 86 you know for premium it's a dollar almost or it's sorry three uh three thirty almost 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 five bucks a gallon For this, almost yeah close to five bucks a gallon It's it's ridiculous it's out it's out of control
1: and and I start getting a little discouraged whenever uh, whenever I get to uh, or when our gas gets to like two forty.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's
2: crazy. <laughs> I know. I was enjoying it when I was back there. I was down in Texas and the gas was a dollar eighty nine, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm loving this, you know. <laughs> so.
1: But, <laughs> like you're filling up, you're buying gas tanks, and you yeah, know, filling yeah. those up there on the back of the it's truck. O- it's over a hundred
2: dollars to fill my truck, you know. It's just oh, oh it yeah, it every time I'm watch, watching, it, watching it go down, you know, like and the boat's uh, probably
1: about the same. Yep,
2: yep, really close. So, but uh, what is it? oh, so like a beginning of say a budget fisherman, if you wanted to get into swim bait fishing, probably the best bait to get uh, for a hard bait is that S waiver. I think it's eighteen bucks.
1: Okay, that uh, bad. for that
2: one sixty-eight size. Um, either that that light trout is a good color, and uh, or the it's up to you on what you, what other colors you, you think will work best. But I like the light trout and the uh, the uh, regular trout color. I take the the regular trout has has a red belly. I just took a, a knife and I just scraped the the belly. I I took all the all the paint off, so it was just the just a plastic coating, or just a plastic, and I don't, I, like I said, I don't like that that red, and then there's a red line down, I kind of scraped the red line, I don't have that bait with me, but it just looks like, a, it just looks bait fish-like, you know, it looks kind of, I don't know, it looks like a gizzard shad, but uh, I caught fish when I was at Chickamauga, and on that exact the trout-colored bait at Chickamauga on it, so, and then I also caught fish on that light trout color at, at Chickamauga. It just, if you have confidence, I mean, there's only a couple colors I would get, you know, you either get those two colors, or there's another col- uh, uh, color called the Warden. It's a really good uh, color as well.
1: I like the name.
2: Yeah, the Warden. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if you watch I don't know if you watch Tactical Bassin
2: at all uh, with Matt Allen or Tim Little.
1: Yeah, I, I check, check out their YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, so the Warden,
2: the Warden is Tim's color because Tim Little is a game warden up on Clear Lake. Okay. So he he made that color and he called it the Warden. So. But yeah, it's a good
1: but, color. See, eighteen dollars, I could probably make that work. Yeah, you know, it's
2: more expensive, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I I just got myself to spend over ten dollars on a lure this year, and that was yeah. the Whopper Plopper. and I'm yeah. glad I did because I've been pretty successful with them. Yeah, Whopper uh, been
2: a good bait for sure. It's actually starting to die off now for us. Like, it's been we've actually had it for. A few years before everyone else found out about it, yeah, and it was catching a lot of big fish. Um, And now I can't get a a fish over three pounds to eat it. And when I was catching a lot of like fours and fives, and every once in a while I catch a six. I think the biggest fish I caught on on a Walpo was an eight pounder. But I mean, I was consistently getting four and five pounders on it, you know, every time out. And now it's like, like I said, I can't. It's hard to get even a three pounder on it now. It's just insane.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that. I was talking about that with uh, a guy at work today uh about how you know the more it's being used the more people that are using it the more the fish are seeing it the yep. less like the less they're going to be biting it eventually yep. so
2: it's like the a-rig i don't know the, i don't know if the a-rig still uh factor where you're at but i know out west it's like I don't, I don't even throw it anymore because it doesn't catch anything over three pounds at least i mean there's fish that get caught on it and, you know big ones but Consistently anymore, like you don't catch them. Like the fish is just used to it now. Like I, I, I just put it away. I don't even throw it anymore. It's fun to catch fish on, but it's I don't I don't throw it anymore to catch big ones on it.
1: Yeah, I, I know of like one guy that's thrown a rig. I, I don't really see many other people doing it. They might be, but I don't yeah. really see it myself. And it, it seems to me, and unless it's like one of those little. A rigs, one of those little setups. It seems like it'd be, you know, I'm around a lot of kayakers. Whenever I'm going out, because I'm in small spots, and it seems like it'd be pretty hard to to use a, like a a decent size uh, a rig in a kayak. I could be right. wrong. I haven't tried it. But no, it is. It
2: definitely is. I mean, definitely is. Because like I know like. I remember fighting? I used to fish out of a kayak. Uh, well, I still do every once in a while. But like when you hook a fish, like that, you're, the the kayak gets pulled towards where that fish. You know, you set the hook, and that fish pulls yeah. towards it. You know, so I definitely see that a rig throwing that big bait around and and kind of kind of wears you out and kind of pulls you around and or just gets hung up on everything because there's so many wires. You know, so. Um,
1: so you got a kayak.
2: I. I huh. I shouldn't say I have a great guy. I have a, I have a Jackson old. It's actually a whitewater rafting kayak. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't no. It ain't. <laughs> hey,
1: if, kayak. if it gets you, if it gets you on the water, you know it. It works. Hey, I've, yeah. I've got a buddy. He's got. He spent like a hundred and eighty dollars on a sun dolphin uh, <laughs> sit inside kayak. Yeah. And then, and he got that before I even got into kayak fishing. So then I got into kayak fishing. I got me a little two hundred dollar kayak. Um. Ne- then this year, you know, I upgraded to a Vibe Sea Ghost,
0: yeah.
1: and you know he saw how much more stable my kayak was and everything. So he and I was able to sit up higher, and he wanted to be able to do that, but it, you know he didn't want to go spend the money on a nicer kayak. Right. So what he did, he he made some outriggers on his kayak, uh, uh, and so it made it a lot more stable, and then put his seat more up towards the top, like. He built something in there. I didn't really break it down yeah. and used a stadium seat to raise it up. So, now he's sitting up higher than I am, and he's really stable. And,
0: yeah. you
1: know, he he, he got some uh, recessed rod holders and put those in the kayak because it wasn't a fishing kayak. It didn't have right. any rod holders. But he's got it set up now. He, he's decked out. That's awesome.
2: I mean, it doesn't matter. As long as you get out there and go fishing and catch a few fish, it doesn't matter what you have, you know. I, yeah. I don't I – you know look at anyone any different as long as you're out there fishing it's all that matters
1: i i agree with that the the biggest things with the cheaper kayaks with me is you're more than likely not going to be as comfortable right and you're more than likely not going to be as stable in in most cases and so that, that to,
2: to flip and lose all your equipment or whatnot
1: exactly and and you know that brings up i'm more worried about safety issues than yeah than any of the rest of it but i mean as as long as you're using them in the right places you know you're you're fine like don't be going at getting on a big old lake in a little unstable kayak where there's going to be a lot of boats going by right but i mean you want to go on like a small creek or something like that where boats can't really get to you know it'll work
2: yeah definitely Anything, anything that works. Get you on the water and
1: catch a few fish. Um, I hear that, but man, uh, was there was there anything else you wanted to touch on with the swim baits before we uh, uh, start wrapping it up?
2: Yeah, one more swim bait I'd like to talk about is, uh, well actually two that are pretty good, um, is a bass tricks. You know, it's a smaller swim bait. I think it's about six inches. The bigger, I actually say the biggest one because I think they make up like eight or nine inch But so a six inch bass tricks. With a, uh, a beast hook, just a weedless beast, you know, beast hook, um, and then also uh, it's called a trash fish. All the all American trash fish. Uh, Little creeper makes it. It's a, it's a great swim bait for creeping along the bottom or around grass. It's just a real lazy, slow. You, you, it's almost like a kayak. It doesn't matter how slow you reel it, that t- that tail still kicks. And uh, and the trash fish has it's just it's very. Actually, I have one right here in my pocket. I don't know losing light here but you can see that bait it has all these all the fins on it
1: that's a, a really cool looking bait
2: yeah you know it's just you know it's, it's called all american trash fish they have some great colors um that one has to be a blueback herring and uh it's i caught fish on it when i was at lake Seminole uh, around some docks it has some i caught some really good ones i lost one i mean i estimated about 10 pounds of fishing down a gut and just reeling it back, and this fish ate it at the trolling motor. The whole bait disappeared. I cracked it, and uh, the bait just ripped it out of its mouth. I'm like, no way. No. It, was, it was in practice or whatnot. I mean, like, pre-practice before the tournament. It wasn't during practice for the tournament, but it was when I was in pre-practice checking out the lake. Never been there before. But, yeah, All-American Trash Fish is a great, great swim bait, and you just rig it the same way as a Bass Tricks. That I like that owner, Beast Hook, has wide gap um, six-hawks. I believe six or eight odd, um, beast hook is, uh, I think it's eight odd. I think it's the best hook for it. So, but yeah, it's, those are two baits that are, you just know, and wine, that bastard This weedless. You can throw around, you know, bushes and stuff like that. And they're really inexpensive. Like they're not, uh, I think the, the, the trash fish comes in a two. I know it comes in a pack of two. I think they're like 15 bucks. I believe. Okay. Um, and then uh, that's a back, really
1: cool looking bait, too. Yeah, I, I really a, like that.
2: It's it's really good. I mean, I, it's a it's a cool bait for sure. It has that top fin on it, back fins and it's just so lazy. That tail just doesn't take much for that bait to, to kick, but um, really, really good design on it. And they smell good. Like, they almost smell like grapes. I just I want to take a bite.
1: Of <laughs> really you know? right, go go ahead like and this. take a bite. Go ahead and take a bite and let, let me see. <laughs> yeah. It probably doesn't taste like rice, but it, it smells good. It does
2: smell really good. And if you ever buy them, you'll know what I'm talking about.
1: So I'll probably be picking some of those up because yeah. I really like the way those look.
2: Yeah. And like you screw it, and there's a, there's a little spot underneath the chin. And you can see that little little spot there. Little, I can't really, it doesn't really give yeah. the sliding. There's a little spot right underneath the chin. You take that little split ring or that little that little twist lock and you screw it in underneath the chin. That's all you do. And then you cut. there's a nice little hook um, gap for your hook to set, set in there. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah. It sits, sets right up in, in there. Um, it's, a little, it's a little deep. Um, I really don't like how deep the, the gap is. So what I do, I take a toothpick and I'll stick it to where that hook is just right underneath the plastic. Or the, just or I should say even with the plastic and I'll take a little bit of super glue and I'll keep that toothpick you know in there to where it doesn't uh, doesn't want to slide down into the bait so like a fish does eat it you have the hookup ratio is better and then obviously you trim the, the toothpick down to where, so it's not a long toothpick sticking out of the bait so it just where it's flush on either side this is what I like to do and then also I like to take um, a little bit of smelly jelly or just some uh, some kind of uh, scent. And I'll put it where the hook is and I'll kind of loop it up so that that hook really just pops out when, you, when a fish does eat it. So, and then Bastrix, tricks, you know, the same thing. I, mean, they, I feel like the Bastrix, have, you have to reel it a little bit faster to get that tail kicking, but that the head wobble and the body movement, just a harder thump, they just get, it get fit as well. So, two baits that are, I can't really, I don't know, I don't wanna say the price on the, on the Bastrix, but I think they're less than 10 bucks. Uh, might be it might be I I don't want to say a price but I, I think they're under ten bucks for the six six inch bait and they come in a pack of three. So you get three of them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah see that's that's all up in my budget right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think of other swim baits that are uh affordable um that I throw. Obviously the Kitex are pretty good, you know, small Kitex. Um and I throw the, I actually just bought the, some of the the big ones uh, when I was up there in Champlain, for some reason, I bought them ones in Champlain, but I had uh, the 7.8s. So those are the giant high techs. I actually made it a line through. So when a fish does eat it, that hook and that bait slides up the line so that bait they don't have that whole bait in their mouth. So they can't throw it just the hook, you know, fighting from them. So if you ever want a picture, I can when I get home or whatnot. Just send me a text or whatnot. And I can send you a picture if you want to post it on for your guys, whoever wants to see it.
1: Yeah, we can definitely post that. Uh, uh, the, the mornings that, you know, our episodes come out, we, uh, we always make a post on our Facebook page. So, yeah, we can definitely put that on that post that we make.
2: Yeah. Just let me know whatever baits you want to see and I'll, I'll just take a picture of it and I'll send them to you or I'll set, put multiple down. I'll take a picture of all of them and I'll send them to you. Uh, whatever you want to ch- see, just let me know and I'll, I'll send them to you.
1: Yes. Sweet. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh I think I'm going to start wrapping it up here. You want to go over, you know, shout out sponsors and uh and let people know uh where they can follow you at.
2: Yeah, so sponsors wise, you know, Dobbin's Rods, uh Wicked Weights, uh Cal Coast, uh Babe's Boat Care, Evanrood, uh, Evan uh Gill, Gill Fishing, um what else? I know there's some more and I know I'm not saying them all. Uh, I said, I want to get it put on the spot. It's hard to name them all <laughs> off. But, uh, Hey, uh, that's, why I,
1: that's why I got a piece of paper with all Yeah, I know. I can just read it off. <laughs> right there.
2: Um, I know I'm missing a couple more. But, uh, oh, I'm with Kitek as well. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, cupped up custom duck straps. If you're a duck hunter, uh, you need to check out these, these duck straps. He, he has a laser that engraves the uh, leather and you can get any picture you want. On, on the duck strap, uh, really really neat uh, neat product that he makes. Um, I say Babe's Boat Care. It's a, yeah. a Clinton product for your for your vehicle or your boat, whatever you want. Um, and then you can follow me at on Instagram at Austin Wilson Fishing, and um, Facebook just Austin Wilson, and then Snapchat I believe it's Fisherman Wilson. You can follow me all three uh, those. I don't have Twitter or uh, whatever
1: the other
2: ones are. But, yeah, so just Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, there you go, guys. Get uh, Go follow FLW Pro. You know, sounds like he knows what he's talking about with these big swim baits. But, uh, Austin, it was a pleasure having you on here.
2: Yeah, it was a pleasure being on here, for sure.
0: Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and finn if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and finn at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and finn shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures leveling canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products